Hello, welcome back to Tema Tuesday. It's episode six. I'm Alina. Shauna. I'm Andre. Alex. And today we're going to talk about the Armenian genocide since it's April, but we're not just like talking about what the genocide is because I'm pretty sure most people are like already know what it is. Yeah. Mm. We're just going to talk about people who contributed to genocide survivors and who helped Armenia in general. So, yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. So, the. So some basic things about the genocide is that it started in 1915, which was um, basically what a genocide means is that um, when a certain group of people tried to get rid and eradicate a different sort of uh, group of people. An ethnicity, yeah. Ethnicity, thank you. Um, it, but it doesn't necessarily have to be because of their nationality. It can also have things to do like with their race. And um, some other uh, examples of genocides that have happened are, like, uh, the Holocaust and the one in Uganda, if that helps you guys kind of, like, uh, get a better understanding mm. of it. The one in Rwanda as well. Yeah. Oh, wait. Did I say Uga- Rwanda? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Rwandan genocide. Yeah. Excuse me. Okay. So, um, there's a lot of people who actually helped with the th- genocide, but one of the most prominent people, in my opinion, is Havanas Tumanyan, who's an Armenian poet and a writer. And um, he basically, he was born in 1869, and um, he brought a lot of refugees on orphans from, because there were a lot of people that were, like, especially children that were left as orphans, or they were starving, and they were separated from their families. And he brought all those people to the main church in Armenia, in Echmiazin, and um, he brought them to the center of the church, and then he was going to open the door so they could go in and get food and just, like, live there for a while. And then uh, the... How do you say Gatolikos in English? Jesus. <laughs> How do you say Gatolikos? I guess like the head of the Archbishop? No, I don't like think so. Priest? It's like a high, it's like a very high. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like a pastor, a priest. Um, but to like a very high extent, like it's a very big deal yeah. in the apostolic church. It's kind of, um, so okay, if you think of like uh, the Pope in Rome, um, that's, that's basically what it is, just like not to such a degree. On a smaller scale, yeah, yeah. On a smaller scale, basically, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. like so a pope. Yeah, he was at the beginning of the like the main church. He was like th- there in the church, and uh, Havana Stamanian was gonna open the door and let the people, the orphans, and everything in to find shelter. And um, the church head person, the Catholicos, got really angry, and he said, "You were telling the Catholics." Oh, if you're talking to the Catholicos of all Armenians, and then uh, Hovhannes Tumanyan, who's like, he was like really famous. So he said that you were talking to the poet of all Armenians, which is basically like a nickname that everyone called him. And um, yeah, then they led all the orphans into the church, and then the orphans lived there for a while, and then they were provided food and shelter and um, anything necessary, equipment for like uh, survival. And yeah. Yeah, and I just wanted to add that um, he he's a really prominent um, like writer. Um, it's even like still um, in present time, a lot of his works are used. Like um, I was um, I was raised by like <laughs> when I was being raised, I was read a lot of his stories as a child, and there are a lot of famous ones. And uh, what I'm trying to say is that his work is still very well known and prominent to like all our culture, and is still used in present day for teaching children prominently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys want to? I think everyone uh, that that grows up like 
reading Armenian things and, and being raised in that in that type of an environment knows of him and he's just such like a big influence on like what we've read as kids and just obviously like uh when you think about it it's like if you affect one person's life who is a refugee from something they go on to have their own families you know so whenever you think about it the amount of people that he really took care of um the effect of what he's done really multiplies by a lot because then those people have their their own families and they see from like his greatness and and his sort of just being a good person and they apply that to their own family so he's just a, an all-around really um inspirational and a good figure in our community and, and from our people okay so the next person that's very also prominent that we're going to include is komitas whose actual um name is Solomon Solomonian and um he was born in 1869 and he lived the um, genocide, which was in 1915 and ended in 19 late 1915, and um, yeah, he was born in Turkey and he lived. He only spoke Turkish and he had a, a very difficult life. And um, his mother actually died when he was 17, so he was taken by his uncle to live. And then his uncle sent him to I think Edmonton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And his uncle sent him to Eshmiyazi to learn and everything, and uh, he learned in a church, so then he became a priest. And then his name was Komitas Varkata. Mm -hmm. How do you say that? Mm -hmm. Oh, you can play it. Yeah, okay. We're so going to play Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I'm going to play a piece by Komitas. It's called Garuna, and since it's spring, I thought it would be appropriate. By the way, Garun translates to spring, so here you go. It's just a short segment. Um, let me start from the beginning, sorry. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to put that in there so you guys know. You guys should check out um, uh, some of his pieces. They're very beautiful. So he his name was how do you say what's Varkatat like the name thing? Yeah, I guess <laughs> I'm I'm really bad with like positions. no I don't know what it's yeah, called. With either, positions, a, a lot of us are just used to the Armenian term of it because mm -hmm. that's how usually we hear it in that setting. So it's a, it's a little bit difficult translating it to English. Yeah, and we don't want to like mess up the translation mm -hmm. because then the message is kind of lost. But yeah. Yeah, and he was now the Vartapet, uh, and his like name was changed to Komitas. And uh, while he only spoke Turkish, he sang a lot in Armenian, and his passion was making creating folk music. And um, he made he continued making all of this music, and basically, actually, um, he then moved to Const Constantinople. Constantinople. Yeah. yeah, there. And uh, he lived there, and he created music, and then his music got published. And uh, he lived with a painter, Panos Telemezian. And um, afterwards, Asa, are you oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Af no, you're good. Afterwards, uh, he came back to help Armenia when he heard about the war and everything. And uh, he actually contributed a lot to it. And he also helped the orphans and the children, just like Havana Simanyan did. But afterwards. He, when he saw, he went to this certain place where he saw all these people um, dying and he just saw like the, it was like a bad scene for him basically. And he saw like all these people and how much they got tortured and the left like city that was destructed and destroyed. So he, um, 
it he it like struck him mentally so then he had to go to a psychiatric hospital and uh be treated for it in paris i believe and that's where he died and you have to understand with like experiencing those type of stuff it's very different like now than it is before if you see something traumatic you know the different types of like treatment and stuff you can receive and a lot of barbaric things were going on at the time and you have to imagine just you know seeing it on a video is different seeing it in person is different when you see all these people especially when you know that person like when you grew up with that mm-hmm. person you like you closely know that person it just hits you different because as much as you can imagine you can never really feel like the pain that they're until playing. you're there yeah. yeah exactly and when you see all of that it's it's i to me, I feel like it's much worse than experiencing the pain because you experience the pain and you have to live with it for the rest of your life. You have to that just that image just constantly plays back and forth in your head, and that's mm-hmm. what's what drives you to insanity, basically. Before uh, moving on to like other topics, I just wanted to add that there's actually like in bars and nobles. If you go, there's I don't know if it's in other places too, but in uh, the Glendale bars and nobles specifically at Americana, there's a specific. Um, segment for armenian interests oh, there's a specific segment for armenian like books and stuff and uh there's a book called victim of the great crimes which is about gomitas and it's written by melina karakashian and um i believe that book will also be there so if you guys are interested in reading like books about the genocide or just about armenian people you can like go to bars and nobles also last year for um for our english curriculum we read um, the, the Armenian Odyssey is that mm-hmm. Armenian Ad- Odyssey? Yeah, yeah, it's called the Odyssey, and um, yeah, that was also very eye-opening because it was written from two perspectives and it changes throughout the entire book, and it goes back to Stepan, who who witnessed all of this and he was actually a genocide was survivor. The main yeah, and his granddaughter. Basically, the whole book is about his granddaughter trying to do more because she grew up here so she's trying to learn more about her ancestors and what happened to them and she's aware that her grandfather was a genocide survivor so she follows in his footsteps and the same path that he took during the genocide to find to basically find out more about his experience and every everything that went into it and it's really eye-opening because of the two different perspectives and i feel like a lot of the people here can also relate to it because it's um, written from a more like American Armenian point of view, so uh, you guys should definitely check that out too. And there are also a lot of documentaries around this subject. So if you guys want to dive deeper into the different aspects of it, um, you guys should definitely do that too. I also wanted to mention how Gomitas, um, after he died in Paris, and he actually died in the clinic itself, the psychiatric clinic, and then his ashes were taken to um, Yerevan, and then uh, there was a I don't know how to say that either. There's yeah, it was created so that all the um people after him, the famous writers, um singers I don't know. Yeah. So it was like Gompitasi Pontown and uh he's buried there. Yeah. Also about the thing that you said before in relation to what the book is, a lot of us are you know, uh you don't understand like the path or, like, how big of a difference it makes the path that your ancestors or even just a, a couple of generations before make. You know, like, if I decide to get up and move to, I don't know, Portugal, and I have children there and I raise my children there and they have kids there, that, that makes a big impact, you know? But that's me willfully doing it, let's just say, for that example. But 
um, the amount of Armenians displaced across the world because of the genocide is, is the reason why we have a lot of like pockets of communities in different places, whether it's in America or, or like Lebanon and, and a lot of different places, you know? Yeah, and even um, in Turkey, uh, I don't, I don't remember the article's name, but I was reading this article like it was a few months back about this woman in Turkey who discovers that she's actually Armenian, and she basically spent her entire life thinking that she's Turkish, and then uh, she discovered that actually her, uh, I think it was her great grandmother, she was uh, no, her great, her grandmother, I'm pretty sure, was Armenian, and um, and yeah, I mean a lot of people probably go. On go on with their lives not knowing no, that they're no. Armenian because of all the rape, all the like uh, religion shifts that took place, all forced by the way, um, that impacts a lot of the people now because I'm sure not just that one woman there are many more who grow up thinking that they're one nationality ethnicity and then later without even finding out that they're actually Armenian and all of that was because of the genocide and it's really sad to yeah. see uh, an another thing like this is more of a positive approach and i think about this so sometimes so we most of more or less most of us live in glendale right a couple of people here and there but when you think about it especially in la it's been so many times where i'll be in like a restaurant that doesn't necessarily have to be like an armenian one you know or i'll, I'll be in a classroom and i'll just look and see all the fellow armenians around me and it, it really is a beautiful it's a beautiful sight for me because it's like this race that's been through so much torment from its neighboring countries, from from outside forces, like there's literally been so many attempts at s getting rid of us, you know, like s and sort still of are. yeah. There's there's still are till this day, um, and I think it's just so beautiful to see that like so many of us, like I'm so many miles away from home, but and where this yeah, and I'm around all these people of the same nationalities, people that have these similar stories to me. You know, I feel like that's something that's very that should be appreciated more. Um, sorry, yeah, one more thing. Also, um, every single year at GUSD, when April 24th comes around, uh, we actually don't attend school, which uh, to me, it's... It's a big deal. Yeah. yeah, to me, that's actually really huge because I have a lot of friends who go to Burbank and uh, go to LA schools. And to me, it's really, like, it means a lot to me that we get that one day off to kind of like pull ourselves together to even just educate on ourselves about what what happened and just that one day to spend to kind of remember everything and um yeah and even participate in the marches that take place on the 24th and i think it's really significant thing that gusd does for us and yeah i just wanted to bring that up so okay um another just like people who have helped um, painter Mark Dinosaurian, and he's actually one of the people that have lived almost uh, an entire like century, because he died when he was 93, I think. So he lived like a very long time, which is um, really good. And he was a very famous painter. If you look at his paintings, most of them depict Armenia, and um, they use like very bright colors. Um, and like all his paintings, just like I think he has also he also has a church painting, which I think is. Etchmiatin, because Etchmiatin is the center of like a lot of churches. So um, he was born in 1880, and then he also witnessed the genocide. But he was very young when he, um, well, he experienced it. And uh, when he did experience it, he traveled a lot, and he learned in the school of in Moscow, school of arts. And then um, afterwards, 
he in 1950s went to Ejmiazin and uh to help the refugees in Armenia like during the genocide. Oh, there's another. Sorry no, to cut you ahead. off. There's another uh, documentary that we actually watched. Um, Mr. McKellian's. Yeah, and it, and it's about tattoos mm-hmm. and uh, and how um you know Turks and whatnot would would put that on Armenians to kind of like label them in a certain way. And to be honest, I never knew that, and yeah. I thought it was really like eye opening. I only saw it in pictures. Really, uh, mm-hmm. I saw pictures uh, of Armenian women with it, even the little kids. I saw it, and I never fully fully understood. I just knew that the Turks did. I didn't understand anything about um what they symbolized and what they meant and whatnot. And I believe, um, yeah, the, the documentary itself is called Grandma's Tattoos. Um, and it's in English as well, so you, you guys will be able to understand it. But There's English subtitles, everything, so. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I think it's very eye-opening. It says a lot of details except for, like, the general one, you know, because um, I'm sure most people listening to this have Armenian friends or, or are Armenian and have some more or less, like, a general understanding of what happened, but it's those smaller details that really really showed the, the atrocities that happened that a lot of people till this day are in denial of which is very unfortunate um this is another person that i re- actually learned about recently i was uh reading an article that i'm like i was trying to write about this person and um so i was this was like just like uh research about the titanic and this person actually went on the titanic in order to transfer his father's books who was armenian um and all the books were like written in armenian and he was going to travel to the u.s to um convert them and change them to english so uh his father was Sambat Dirat, who died in 1915 which is when the genocide happened and um his last words were basically talking about how Yes, I'm sure we will be killed, but the intent of the war was clear. The Turks will lose a lot, but the Armenians, the Armenian race will not die. I am a dead man now. Save my writings. And he wrote a lot of books. And um, throughout his life, his son, Vahinak Dirat, who was the guy that's on the Titanic that was Armenian, he, um, he, like, his main goal in his life was to try to publish his father's books. And it was really, like, prominent for him. And, um... I don't think he ever got to publish the books itself, but he did publish a part of his father's books in a newspaper, like a small story. And um, afterwards, he sadly died. But yeah, the fact that like it just went through a century and he tried to like get the message out there that his father created about the war is, um, I think, really interesting to me. And it's just like something that, yeah, I wanted to share. Um, also, um, I want to briefly talk about Tsitsar Nakabert, which is the memorial that's created for the genocide, and it's located in Yerevan. And um, you guys have probably seen pictures of it. it has like the fire in the middle. Yeah. So the eternal fire. Yeah, it's created with uh, twelve pillars, and each pillar represents the each um, like uh, city. Yeah. yeah. Uh, province. Province, yeah. Province that was um, kind of, af- not affected, but it was like where people from those provinces were dislocated and was mainly affected. And um, uh, what's it called? Tsitsarnakabert basically translates to, um, so Tsitsarnak is a bird and Bert is like uh, kind of like a chamber. Swallow's cap- Fortress. Yeah, sw- swa- it translates to Swallow's Fortress. And um, basically, it was. Uh, con- Can you say something? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, basically, the name of it comes from the fact that a uh, bird like always comes back to where it lives, 
So it was actually meant to represent that all the people that like spread through in Armenia. I think there was a famous saying that like I don't remember who said it, but there was a saying about how the genocide actually the intent of the genocide was to kill or all Armenians, but it actually helped us spread apart, and now Armenians are everywhere. And um, the the name Tizernakabert comes from the fact that like while we may live in a lot of different places, we always like go back to where we live, such like as the name suggests. Um, yeah, I was about to... <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. Um, and yeah, it was constructed in 1956 to co- commemorate everybody who was lost. And the the monument consists of those 12 pillars. And within those pillars, there's a fire that's always burning all throughout the year. And next to it is another straight uh, pillar, which is kind of like needle-shaped. And um, yeah, it basically represents the how armenians are like rising not necessarily rising but kind of rebirthing again and we're um yeah uh lastly i just wanted to add that um there's a lot of memorials in uh, for the genocide and there's actually one in granada hills back when i used to live there um we went to this park and i saw a memorial built in 2015 for the armenian genocide so it's not just in yerevan there's like a lot of places where there's a memorial for it created and uh, as if now, as of 2022, 33 countries, including Germany, France, uh, Greece, Russia, and um, there's actually like a lot more, Italy, Canada, and uh, all of them um, accepted the genocide officially. And um, what we're trying to do and what we have tried to do in the past in Glendale too, there's like a thing in front of the Turkish consulate, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah every year to in order for Turkey to recognize the Armenian genocide. And in Pakistan's has been very hypocritical of certain countries. I'm not going to say anything in specific, you know, because we can't get, you know, too political on this. But certain countries wouldn't accept it for their own political agendas, you know, even countries themselves that have been through similar atrocities. And I, I want to make one thing clear that the Armenian genocide wasn't like a war. Um, it was uh, perpetrated by, you know, the young Turks. And it, the whole goal of it was like an en- ethnic cleansing of an entire group of people, you know. Uh, it it wasn't a war. They rounded up, you know, all the men, and and they just wanted to kill. It wasn't like an active battle for something. It was just an attempt of slaughtering an entire ethnicity. It was ethnicity. an act of hatred. Uh-huh. I think that's it about today's episode. I hope you guys learned a lot, and I like truly hope you liked it. It was informative, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah, because um, when it comes to the genocide, most of the things said are the things that we commonly hear, and I think this. I hope a lot of you listening learned <coughs> learned something new because I did while doing the re- like researching for things like this. And um yeah, I hope you guys learned something and will take away something from this episode and yeah, stay Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh we'll see you guys um next next week. Yep. Yeah, thank Bye. you. Stay safe.